Thanks for checking out This Just In, the podcast that sounds like a new show, but it is not at all. It's really just me sitting and talking with people that I think are interesting for any reason that I feel like, because that's what I want to do. My guest this week is the really talented Sam Johnson, uh, a San Francisco-based musician who makes music that is, as we talk about in the show... Very California influenced. Very, um, wh- he didn't say different, but I'll I'll go ahead and say it, he has a different sound, and I mean that in the best way possible. I think that his music is awesome. I think that you should check it out. Um, I listed my favorites in the episode, but I'll list them right here as well, so that when you look them up, you can take a listen. Uh, Future me, Fuego. Uh, if I can't help myself, monsters on TV can only that one right there can only be listened to on YouTube because it, it was taken down off of Spotify and Facebook and we talk a little bit about that in the show as well so definitely check those out um, as well as uh, I forgot one uh, additional song if the world was ending which is actually a cover and we talk about uh, the difficulties in in making a cover song and you know why why make a cover song Um I think that his rendition of If the World Was Ending is fantastic. It is the perfect song for throwing in the background while I get to work. Uh, I really, really enjoy his rendition of it. Uh, So enjoy the podcast. Uh, We'll get to that in just a little bit. Before we get there, we'll do some housekeeping. And maybe I should do this before I do the description of the episode with you know, the little introduction. Maybe I should do these plugs first. But Apple Podcasts, if you are listening on an iPhone, an iPad, an iMac, a Mac, uh, MacBook Pro, anything Apple-related, and you listen to Apple Podcasts, make sure that you go ahead and leave a uh, a rating on that page for me. <laughs> That came out really weird, but uh, ratings are huge, a huge piece that really gets me blasted out uh, to other regions and people can find the podcast naturally. So in order for me to get this show where I want it to be one day, I need you guys to leave a review. I appreciate it uh, ahead of time. So thank you. Uh, The show is also available on Spotify if you're not listening on Apple Podcasts. It is also available wherever any other, <laughs> whatever other podcast platforms you so choose. Uh, if you have a podcast platform and you do not see this just in with this guy on there, let me know and I will reach out and I will get it on that platform. And very last piece, we are also on YouTube. So if you want to see the video of each show, I try to put up a video. Right now it's all Zoom videos. Uh, In the future, definitely will be more in-person stuff. Um, You'll be able to kind of feel like you're hanging out with me and whoever I'm talking with. But uh, if you want to check that out, go to the YouTube link in the description below and uh, watch the video. Give it a like. Give us a subscribe. I don't really care if you hit the bell notification, but you can if you want. You know, that's what all the cool kids say to do. Uh, But that's it. And now please enjoy... Mr. Actually, I'm not going to say Mr. Please enjoy the powerful Sam Johnson. (laughs) 
Right. That's all. That's a, how are you? Is a loaded question these days. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do I want to hear everything that's wrong in your life, or are you going to make it easy for me? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the, the other day we had this, we had this girl on our show, and we're not recording. Are we recording it? Yeah. I, I fucking I, I roll it from the beginning <laughs> just in case there's anything great. <laughs> yeah. That's that's probably the way to be. Well, we had somebody on our show the other day who was like a, a, a co-host. She was helping us out. And I didn't actually know uh, Ralph Sutton was our guest that day. Okay. And uh, out, out of nowhere, speaking of like what's been wrong in your life, she just blurts out, well, I've been a mess lately since my mom just died a few weeks ago. And we were like, like it was out of nowhere too. So we didn't know like, yeah, if she was joking or if she's serious it was crazy that's a that's a tough one to like throw on to uh, did you at least know her I, that was my first time meeting her oh man that'd uh, be like me like oh sorry i was late yeah. my wife just slid her wrist in the bathroom i had to clean up all the blood yeah it was it was pretty dark <laughs> it, 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 it ended up being actually a good thing because it turned out pretty much everybody in the podcast had lost somebody at some point and a few of them had lost somebody kind of recently. So it ended up being kind of a, like a poignant discussion, but at first it was just such a curveball. Oh yeah. You know, that, that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing about doing these, especially with like in my, my space, my space. Now I'm just thinking <laughs> in, you know, being like so new at this and mm-hmm. just like reaching out to complete strangers. And then you end up with a crazy and you're like, Oh shit what do we do now but i feel i feel like that's how people think that i'm gonna be and so like i, I try to overcompensate <laughs> huh. like, the the weirdest thing about me at least like that you can tell from a recording and from watching this and you know doing a, a zoom call is that it looks like i murdered a five-year-old and took over his bedroom it's, it's, I, got, I got like got... elephants on the wall <laughs> well I, I have kind of a similar situation. I'm staying with my family uh, since COVID happened. So I'm in this room that's painted just like baby blue, <laughs> like ba- baby Tiffany blue dresser, Tiffany blue accent wall. Not exactly go. my first choice of <laughs> decor, but yeah, I've, I've literally lived in this house for five years. Me and my wife, we don't have kids and we just kind of like left the elephants. Oh, okay. <laughs> don't get me wrong I, so, I get how weird that is <laughs> those are those are the last family's elephants <laughs> yeah yeah they got divorced so the elephants didn't do too well oh them. man that's a common <laughs> common problem in america today <laughs> uh, elephants driving families apart that, that I, actually that, is technically true <laughs> that might be it <laughs> uh well let's go ahead and jump into it so sam johnson you are a musician based out of san francisco correct uh, yeah, mm-hmm. San Francisco by way of Los Angeles. So uh, I, I was born and raised in Los Angeles and then moved up to the Bay in like t- okay. 2005. Okay. Okay. So a decent amount of time. You're up there oh, for yeah. about 15 years. Uh, yep. We'll ask the obvious question. Which do you like better? Well, okay. So that's a tough call. I mean, <laughs> I always, I always wanted to live in San Francisco since I was a little kid. I've got generations of family from up here. And so, it, you know, I've, I've been coming since I was little and always wanted to live here. So I was really grateful to actually live in the city and, and get to experience that as an adult. Um, but, but these days, San Francisco is not what it was. It's, it's a ghost town, really. 
And uh, there's a lot of things to love about Los Angeles um, and Orange County. I went to high school in Huntington Beach. So I love the beach culture. I love the SoCal culture. Um, and uh, I could definitely see myself moving back. So it's a tough call. They both have their their things to love. I get it. I've, I've, I've lived in both. Uh, well, not okay. technically I lived, I lived in the East Bay. So okay. <laughs> definitely not San Francisco, but I did a lot of time in San Francisco and I actually got engaged in San Francisco. Oh, right. Um, we're, right we're there at, at the, the Palace of Fine Arts. Went super, oh, super cool, cliche with it. Very cool. Very <laughs> it was, cool. It was terrifying because me and my wife were the only people there that looked like we spoke English. And I was like, who the hell am I going to get to take this photo for? Yeah, to get, <laughs> so you're like, you had it all planned to find a tourist <laughs> that would do the video for you. Yeah. So luckily there's these two lost looking white people. And I was like, ah, oh, these are my people. These, Dude, these people me, will do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about the Palace of Fine Arts. It's also kind of, dark so um my my nana passed my grandma passed away like five years ago ish and because our family was separated all across the country they said we're gonna send you ashes and then we're gonna have and then you film yourself scattering ashes and then we're gonna cut it all together into one video now my nana would have hated this idea she would have not wanted a virtual funeral and so a few of us were kind of against it. Like, so we just begrudgingly did it. They sent me an envelope in the mail. It had a Ziploc baggie in the envelope. In the Ziploc baggie was some white powdery, st powdery stuff that turned out to be ashes. It was a very weird way to send somebody's body. So that afternoon, my girlfriend at the time and I went down to the Palace of Fine Arts. It was blowing wind at like 20 miles an hour. It was drizzling. It was just kind of a shitty day so uh we got the we've got the uh the ashes and we've got two balloons that they want us to release these balloons one to symbolize my grandmother and then one to symbolize my mom who died kind of a long time ago in 99 so re release the balloons together and spread the ashes so uh we're, we're going to film i take the ashes i i dump them into the pond that's right there and immediately all the ducks come up and start trying to eat the ashes so the video is just me like shooing ducks away from them trying to eat the ashes and then I go, okay, well, that was kind of a disaster. I'll release the balloons. I release the balloons and they blow 25 miles an hour straight into a tree and get stuck. Oh my God. <laughs> and, that was, and that was my portion of my dear grandmother's funeral. I'm, I'm so glad that my introduction to you was from watching you on the SDR show. Cause I know that you're not going to get upset be, by my laughing because <laughs> yeah. that's absolutely hilarious. And with a normal, comical. with like a regular person, like that's something that like is they're over there crying about, and you're just over here. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was too much. All you know, and my my grandma would have had a sense of humor about it. I think she probably would have not liked the whole virtual funeral, anyways. So, and that was due to to COVID, correct? The reason that you had it. No, this was a long time. Oh, okay. Oh no no no! This was this was a long time ago. This was like five years ago or something. Oh, so you guys were trailblazing at that point. That was <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was just my palace of fine arts story that I have. Hey, you know what? I laughed, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you are a musician. Mm -hmm. Tell tell me about that. Like, how did that how did that like come to be? Um. Let's go ahead and start like in the early stages. Okay. So from the from the get go. What really happened was, as I mentioned before, my mom died when I was young. So I was about 12 years old. And then I moved into my dad's house. And my dad homeschooled me. My stepmom actually homeschooled me. And I hated it. I was in a new city. I didn't have any friends. My mom just died. I was like 
you know, all kinds of messed up. So uh, I decided I was going to run away. So one day I, I did, I got on my bicycle and rode as far as I could only to be picked up like 24 hours later and brought back. But then they were like, well, we're not going to homeschool you anymore because you're a pain in the ass and we can't let you go outside. So until we can figure out what to do with you, just basically stay in your room. So for about three months of my seventh grade year, I read the Harry Potter books that were available at the time. I think there were two or three. I listened to all the CDs I had and I played guitar and that's all I would do. And I just reread the Harry Potter books, play guitar and re-listen to these, these albums for about three months straight. And I started writing and I started getting better and better. And, uh, and guitar kind of and, and songwriting from there ended up carrying all the way through high school. And uh, it's just what I did. I started a band in high school that was like the first thing that ever kind of gave me any sort of uh, uh, positivity in like something that I had done before. Like it was the first time I had a positive reaction on anything. The first time that you um, made something and that, that people like gave you positive like feedback on. Right. And in high yeah. school, like, you know, we weren't good really. Uh, <laughs> although our, our, our drummer was really good, but we weren't that good, but because there's not that many people doing it, everybody still thinks it's cool. So yeah. it was just an amazing time where, you know, we used to roll around in this VW bus, one of this little California reggae band. So we're just like smoking this bus out the whole time. And it was a dream come true. And I wanted to do it forever and ever. But after high school, I got kicked out of the house. And then I was like, you know, dead end jobs and floating around and getting fired and couldn't figure it out. And eventually I uh, moved up to the Bay to, uh, to live with my aunt and uncle. And my uncle was like, dude, you got to get your shit together. What are you doing? What do you want to do? I was like, I want to be a musician. And he's like, well, you got to play every day. How are you going to do that? So we landed on the idea of street performing. So soon thereafter, I started busking in Fisherman's Wharf. And uh, the first day I played, I made like 60 bucks. And the next time I made like 80 bucks. And then before too long, I was making like 100 bucks every time I'd play. And then a couple years in, I'm making 200 bucks every time I play. And then out of nowhere, I started breaking like $400, you know, in three hours. I would oh wow, just, just like really kind of making money, especially for myself at that time. I never made that much money before ever. And, uh, and I was making fans and selling CDs. And then that kind of turned into people asking me to play gigs. And then I discovered that gigs are guaranteed money where street performing is just <laughs> tips and stuff. Also, you can't street perform if it's raining. You have to deal with homeless people and seagulls and, you know, unruly crowds. Like I have all kinds of stories from street performing. Um, and yeah, so I just started taking, taking the indoor gigs and then upgrading those to better gigs and putting music out. And it just kind of, you know, whatever, whatever I could identify as like the next thing to do was what I would do. But I, but I, I did spend a large chunk street, like several years playing in the street so what years were you doing the street performing thing at sorry somebody just called i don't know if i <laughs> cut the uh recording out i just got um, the video I, out for a second so i started it i started i think in 2010 because the giants had just won the first world series and uh yeah i think i, I did it full time from like 2010 to 2013 and then i did it part-time and then part-time gigs and then kind of just fully transferred out and so you've kind of come come into your own in the time of like digital presence and whatnot so like how has that that been because that that wasn't really a thing 
10 years ago with anybody can get music onto Spotify. Um, anybody can get music onto fuck. What's the, what's the other one? That oh, we, uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. Everybody can have a SoundCloud account. Mm-hmm. And so how have you found that that has been a good thing for you in your music career? Or has that been kind of like a hindrance because there's so much out there? Well, I don't know actually, because I never lived in the time before this really. I mean, ever since I've been in, you know, ever since I've been serious about making music, there was at least MySpace. Mm-hmm. So my, you know, people are still hustling to MySpace, trying to bring their friend numbers up and putting the music out. And, you know, Man, when we I was in the band, circle on the MySpace, holy shit. I didn't think that was did. going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Yeah. So um, it's always been kind of like that. I've never really considered myself very good at social media. I think I'm okay at it. Um, I enjoy it for like the regular reasons that everybody enjoys it. Keeping up with people, <laughs> looking at pretty girls, you know, whatever the, whatever you're checking out on, on your Instagram. Um, Ladies but, and like, Sam follows a lot of big booty hoes on Instagram. <laughs> we, I can verify that. I didn't that. say it. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say it. I'm just but, um, I mean, it, it is cool to be able to just put music out as much as you want. But it, uh, you're right. There are way more famous people than there used to be. Uh, it's just a way bigger, bigger pond. And what I've what I've kind of found out is that it's it's about like getting that like hardcore base. Like I, I see these mm. people that are successful, like in music, podcasting, things like that, and they have like a thousand people that are just fucking die hard. Yeah. You don't, you don't mind if I curse, right? You were on the SDR nah. show. What the fuck yeah, are you talking no. about? No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you go for it. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. We'll get all the uh, all the <laughs> explicits on here. Um, oh, man, I, I went onto a tangent and I don't even remember what I was saying anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I had you. I had you. Uh, um, oh, um, we'll just uh, step back and go back to social media. Uh, yeah, oh, man, yeah right. it's it's such about. a weird tool it because i i I do kind of look at it more as a tool these days than than i haven't like in the past Uh you know starting up a podcast and everything like that and like the ability to get strangers eyes is so difficult but like from afar it seems like it would be so easy but it's not Hmm. and it's very frustrating do you do you ever have that frustration of like trying to get like new people interested like on the like you're like ah if i use this hashtag with this video that i just made for this awesome song this will happen with it and then doesn't happen you're like shit oh oh my god yeah oh my god yeah i put a i put a song out a few remember the monsters on tv song yeah that i was was, was promoting on on the sdr show so we put that song out we did a whole music video for it and everything so it, it ended up costing me a good chunk of change and obviously like i'm a musician who's not gigging right now so to be still putting money into my music is actually kind of insane um but uh because you're not really making money on streams and shit Mm -hmm. not really not not really um like even even the big timers aren't making a lot of money off of streaming like it's really hard when you're you know that that struggling young like unless it's unless it's like unless it's millions and millions it's not a lot of money and and then when you go back to like who has the rights to your music, who has the rights, you know, who's your label, who's your whatever, how much are you really getting off that? Probably not a lot. Um, so yeah, the song Monsters on TV did a video for it. It was a bit politically charged because it was right during the elections. 
And we put it up and it ended up getting flagged on every social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everybody flagged it for political advertising. Now this, this song could not be more middle of the road. It did literally didn't have an opinion. Like <laughs> I, I, literally, it was, it I was, was listening to it like, right before this, I was, lit, I was watching the video and I was like, Oh wow, this is really creative. And to, the fact that, oh man, that, that just gets me onto another thing. It's just social media, like the, the overstepping of, of bounds and whatnot is insane. Yeah, I was, I was, I was so pissed. I mean, like the amount of time we spent on that and the money. Um, so that was like a pretty big loss. And I, I completely agree. It's, it's just this weird censorship thing that I happened to get caught up in. That's, I don't know why. That's so crazy because obviously there was, there was like, political tones to it because i mean there's a one spot in the video where you are debating yourself and right. you one wearing the red tie one wearing the blue tie and one right. is clearly trump and one is clearly <laughs> biden <laughs> right i mean but is that is that not okay like are I, you not allowed to do that you, i mean you're asking the wrong guy like i i listen to legion of skanks i think that everything's yeah. okay <laughs> yeah. so like, you know what the problem with with those guys is is i'm the same way as you like I listen to that and I'm, and everything is, you know, funny to me. And sometimes I'm like, dude, these guys have huge balls. I can't believe they just said that they're crazy. But at the same time, I still find most of it funny. But then if you take your sense of humor and bring it out into the regular world, you can get in trouble. Oh, a hundred percent. Like it's so I've like, I've totally gotten in trouble for stuff because the people that I listen to are crazy. I listen to all these podcasters that are, you know, talking about whatever they want and taking these chances and swearing a lot. And then I go out into the regular world and now my behavior is similar and everybody's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough, especially like, you know, using those guys as that litmus test, like it's difficult. Like it's, it's one of those things where like, I can't, I can't even really listen to Legion Skanks around like people that I don't know. Oh, of course. Well. Not. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause as soon as they hear like, a minute of that show they're like oh man this guy is a racist yes i'm like no i don't i'm not racist i just laugh at the racist things that they say that's not right <laughs> it's so touchy man i don't even like i'm scared to get into it um <laughs> well we can we can go ahead and move. but like but but for instance like you know you know how you take on other people's mannerisms if you've been hanging out with them for a long time oh yeah like how fucking dave smith always sounds like this <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty good day smith um yeah so i used i i started as as a major corolla fan okay so i was a big adam corolla fan and then after listening to his show for like four years i discovered you know how he, compl he complains about things a lot like mm -hmm. it's almost it's his shtick really what yeah. what can't adam complain about is, is one of his things so i started complaining all the time Cause I'm kind of like that. I'm a little bit cool and stuff sometimes. And I noticed that people in my life were thinking I was kind of a downer and like I was kind of grouchy and I was feeling kind of grouchy. So I actually had to stop listening to Corolla because I was becoming more like crotchety. <laughs> you're like, you're like, I'm 25 and I'm pissed off all the time. Exactly. And that's exactly how it was. Quit waiting uh, for left arrows. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. I, I give him shit on that one, but that's one that I, I honestly did adopt. And my wife hates that I do it every single oh, time. Man. If I, and if I see somebody stopped at a freaking uh, red left arrow and there's nobody coming, I will roll down my window and I will mock them. <laughs> really? I, I give 
zero fucks. I'm like, go, well, go. I, I'll I'll pull it off if I'm in a hurry occasionally, <laughs> but I don't I don't do it every time for sure. There was one night that it was me, my wife, and then uh, a couple friend of ours that you know, a, a husband and the wife, and uh, like I just go and I turn on a left arrow, and like these people lost their mind. Like it was, it was like, I just, I literally like crossed eight lanes of traffic with, you know, playing fucking frog. Right. It's fine. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's even legal to do that. And then, you know, turns well, out definitely, it's definitely, definitely not, not legal, legal <laughs> but I was so sure of it. I would, I think I would have gotten away with it if a cop pulled me over, just like that how sure like I was of it. One, one show I, I, bring up constantly these days is the trailer park boys i don't know if you've seen it yeah i've i've watched it one time when i was like super drunk and i never went back to it like, it's uh, one of those dude, things you, that everybody says that it's great and i'm sure it is i just need to get back to it you gotta you gotta at least watch like the first two episodes you gotta get to know the characters yeah you know and they started it so so long ago so it really evolves over time but that sounds like something one of ricky the main one of the main characters would totally do i'm pretty sure you can turn left on a red arrow if there's cops around it's legal <laughs> they're watching there's it and it's like it's like, like supervised that. driving <laughs> yeah. something like that so i guess i'm, I'm gonna kind of put you on the spot a little bit here and right. ask if uh the reason that i can't find your song anywhere the government is my daddy is that because of the social media troubles that you were talking about mm -hmm. earlier well that would be the reason you can't find monsters on tv because monsters on tv got pulled off of spotify as well Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I was just on Spotify and I was listening to some stuff and I had to go to your YouTube channel that, that checks out that. Wow. So, got pulled off. So I think that it's still available on Apple and Amazon and uh, maybe SoundCloud or something. And if you're, and Windows, it's, on, it's on YouTube, if you have YouTube music, I, I, uh, so right. you know, I watch a lot of podcasts. I work from my house. I got a TV right over here. I got podcasts on all day. I can't deal with commercials. So I, I definitely pay right. for for YouTube premium so that I don't have to deal with that. Yeah, uh, so. no doubt. Yeah. And then there's the music videos up there too. So yeah. And, and you know, whether they think oh. it was or not, I think it was a great music video. And, Thank you, man. You know, maybe, maybe if, you know, anybody can get parlor, some, <laughs> some fucking <laughs> web hosting, maybe you can put it up on parlor. <laughs> I don't, I have no idea what, what's going on with that. I don't even really know too much about parlor. Um, but, uh, well, you were asking about government daddy, right? Yeah, yeah. The government is my daddy. So, I mean, I don't even have to ask how that song came to be because it's pretty blatant. Pretty obvious. explanatory. Yeah. But I, I was trying to find it earlier today and I couldn't seem to find it. Is there, was there any kind of reason for that? Um, it was never released. It, I only, I only did the short little video of it and put it up on my Instagram and TikTok. Uh -huh. And you know, the funny thing about that was, it's okay. So I, it was me playing a guitar and I have American flag behind me. Um, and all I got were, I got phone calls about it. I got messages about it. People really liked it in a way that I got a response that I don't get from other songs that get way more visibility. Um, and so this, this struck me as interesting because it wasn't being served on social media. So it was just really not doing numbers at all. Yeah. So they just, they decide what's relevant, what's important. If I post like, you know, a really good photograph with no caption and put it up or like a, like a thoughtful caption, that's going to do better than 
a flyer to a show that I'm trying to promote because they, 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 they decide what's important for people to see. And apparently they decided this was not important for people to see, even though the interaction that I was getting was astronomical, astronomical compared to the, the, uh, you know, relatively compared to the numbers I usually get. So it just, I think, I think there's just so much fuckery going on. It's not even, can't even. I thought it was funny, man. I thought it was great. And I think that what uh, what Big J said about throwing in a, a line about, the OnlyFans, your girlfriend doing an OnlyFans afterwards. I think that would, would have been really funny. <laughs> it's it's so yeah, funny. frustrating that like creatives like you, I, I don't put myself in the creative like bucket because I, I literally do this and then I, I take the full conversation. I don't edit shit down because I'm lazy and you know it's usually an hour and a half of yeah, stuff. Supposed- so I don't consider myself an artist. So I, I'm not I'm not trying to say that I'm in the same boat as you, but you know, just people like you having to like walk on eggshells over complete bullshit. Like monsters on TV is like I'm I'm physically angry right now about that song because it's a great song. Thanks, man. I was considering trying to sue them, and I was looking into it, and I just couldn't really figure out how that like I like as a publicity stunt or something. Man, um, sues sues. Uh, yeah. Ooh, oh, YouTube. you know what you you know what you need to do. You need to do like a uh, the song Spotify deemed too edgy or something like that. Oh, <laughs> like that's do a, an entire that, marketing push around that. So that's that, that's my background. I'm I'm in cannabis marketing, so I, oh, I kind of you? always have have that kind of going in the back of my brain. <laughs> oh, excellent! That's a great spin, actually. I like that. You know, I I I did. I tried to push that, but here's the thing: is once you start saying banned by all social media or you know, this song was taken down by so-and-so or whatever. Those are the trigger words they're looking for. And they're going to see those words <laughs> pop up and they're going to be like, nice try, buddy. Can't do it. Like, where's, yeah. where are you supposed to complain about Facebook on Facebook? They're not, they're going to keep it from being seen really. Yeah, man. It's so, yeah. so messed up, man. God, it's so it's messed me, up. It's got me all, all well, I was listening to oh, yeah, uh, Joe Rogan was talking about, uh, what was that comedian's name from a long time ago? Long, long time ago. Uh, God, I can't remember. But he, uh, uh, oh, his um, character, Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce, dude, he did the it. One, ding, ding, okay. ding. That's what, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. So Lenny Bruce used to get arrested, right, for for stuff he would say on stage. So that's the actual government coming in and arresting you for something you've said that's indecent. So I'm wondering were people up in arms about the first amendment then because that's even like way crazier the police would walk into a club pull you off stage throw you in jail overnight i don't know i think it's kind of it's kind of a perpendicular line to like what you were talking about where that was never something that they really dealt with prior i mean the only thing that people got arrested for you know when it was nothing was usually for being black i'm just i'm not Mm. i'm just stating a fact like that that happened a lot um and so just like how you were saying that you didn't know what it was like before the social media age of being an artist i I think that people didn't understand like the first amendment was written back in 1776 but i mean lenny bruce was back in the was it the 60s or 70s i don't i can't remember off the top of my head something like that and you know that that 200 year span that it took for people to like realize, Hey, this is, you know, this is mentioned, this is our right. This is what we, you know, we have Mm. earned this by, you know, being a part of this country. This is something that we have. It's, it's really a terrifying thing that 
privately owned or publicly owned companies are now like coming after it at that same. It's just the new way. Yeah. It's just the new way to do it. It's like the new, the new legal way to silence somebody, which, which I think, you know, you've got to look at comedians you know, a lot of them as philosophers in a kind of way, they get special license to explore ideas out loud that other normal people can't really get away with exploring well, or saying. They used to. They used to. <laughs> and they and they still do more, they still than, do. Yeah. more than your average Joe. Yeah, it's definitely but, uh, it's definitely not like the bleakest of times, but I'm a I'm an open mic stand-up comic. So oh, are you? Yeah, I, I I emphasize the open mic part. I I do open mics and that sounds terrifying. It, well, you're a musician. Like it, it's the same thing. Only I'm not good at what I do and you're fucking amazing. Uh, thanks man. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta give props to people that do comedy or try comedy. Cause that to me seems like the ultimate, you know, that's like, that's like free climbing a rock instead of, you know, without the rope. Cause the, it, the song I've got a guitar. I know the songs it's memorized. I can just sing it yeah you know if i blow it it's my with the comedy it's not exactly just dead memorized i think it's i like to compare it instead of saying rock climbing with no rope i like it's skydiving without a parachute and you have to like find the parachute while you're falling Uh, (laughs) like that's that before before anybody comes up like most people which i don't get this psychology because this is psychology that i see is like a lot of people when they are at a comedy club, like they don't want to laugh at first. And I don't understand that psychology of why you would be there. (laughs) Actually. Yeah. I don't understand why you would go to the club and then be that way. But when I was street performing, it was a lot like that. People would look at you like, who is this guy? Like, what is he about to do? You know, they're just ready to not like it. That's how they, that's how they come in. We're ready to not like it. You you're guilty until proven innocent. Essentially. (laughs) I've always kind of been the exact opposite. Like if I see a street performer, like I'm always there. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to invest 30 seconds, 30, you know, to a minute. And I want to, I want to see what you got. Like I'm, I'm like hoping that I can like dig through my, my wallet and find my actual bills. And then there's people like you, you know? So there's definitely the other side. Like I, when I go to open mics, I get there at the beginning and I, I watch everything and I'll stay till the end. Like I don't do my set and get out. I'll, I mean, this is obviously talking about, you know, prior to COVID because I haven't done a mic since, oh shit, it's been a long time. Woo. But, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of people with talent in general and whether it's comedy, it's music. Like I, I just want people to do good, which is weird. That's cool. That's actually I a like great you. attitude. I, I, I am a bit of a curmudgeon, like when I, because of the people that I listen to and things like that. And so like, sure. I have these like battling personal tendencies <laughs> it's like i'm a really loving person but i'm also cynical and kind of dark yeah it's it's because you know i got to keep this like rough exterior i'm a big dude i got a big beard i just i keep that i know what you're talking about that facade going as long as possible i know what you're <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about well you we have to kind of do that maybe you don't have to but you know everybody chooses their way of getting through the world and being big and tough is definitely one way to get through the world yeah so yeah. but you can also be big tough and loving i'm sure dwayne the rock johnson's probably a hell of a guy but rip your head off <laughs> you know some you know something like that uh yeah so just doing what you got to do yeah you know that what, what you said about um wanting to see people do well and kind of supporting them 
is an interesting point to me for a few reasons. One is because musicians I've noticed are more competitive, it seems, than comics seem to be. Like the comic community mm-hmm. is a lot more close knit. They're friends yeah. with each other. They, they, you know, co-promote each other on their podcasts. They do all these things. Meanwhile, the music community, it's like, if we're on the same bill, I am going to try to blow you off the stage. Like, and you're going to do the same thing to me. And you might, I've had this a million times where you show up to a gig and the other band is, you know, being distant, not super cool. Like, you know, Hey, like we're fucking hot shit, that kind of attitude. And it's, it probably exists in comedy as well, but I think it's less so. So I've got this new podcast with Chris Loxamana from the Adam Carolla show. Chris is the executive producer of Adam Carolla and has been for like the last seven years, I believe. And link will and, be down below for all you people listening. Right on. Yeah. So you can follow us now at, at that's fresh show.com would be the website. And then all the social media handles are at that's fresh show. We don't have a website yet. We just have the, the domain anyway. So we, uh, so in, in order to, to bring people together and to like to make the music community, especially a little bit smaller, a little bit more open, um, and just bring people together. So that's, that's the idea. We will have comics. We have, uh, speaking of OnlyFans, we have an OnlyFans star on next week. Um, there's a documentary on Hulu called OnlyFans. So okay. uh, uh, I was really interested in one of the girls on there. She's a race car driver and a mechanic and an OnlyFans star. Badass, wow. right? What a badass. Yeah. So uh, her name's Karen, Kristen Vaughn, and uh, she, she's on next Saturday. So we do all kinds of pe- whoever we think is interesting and cool, whatever we think's fresh. Yeah, that's, but it's that's, all- that's really what I do here. Like it's I, I see somebody that's cool and I'm like, I'm going to reach out to that person and I'm going to hit them up a million times until they tell me to fuck off or or <laughs> fuck it, I'll do it. And so, you know, I'm, I've, been, I've, I've gotten lucky with my first few weeks back. I mean, I was telling you, I, I interviewed a, a male porn star like. Oh, that's crazy. The guy had the guys won like the AVN awards and everything like, Oh wow. Like in the system. And, you know, I was able to talk with him. I'm going to be talking with his girlfriend. Who's also in the industry pretty soon. You know, it's like, they're just, everybody's got something cool to say. Like really like everybody. I mean, there's probably a few. That would be duds for a podcast. Are just duds, but for the most part, everybody's got something to say. Everybody's got a story to tell. And you're right. That's what, that's what I like to get at, you know? So I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. You don't necessarily need the most famous person in the world. You just, you know, need somebody cool. Yeah. And like interesting. A person that can just carry a conversation. It can go like, I'm, I'm telling you like with, with this guy that uh, the porn star last week, the conversation hit everything from Brazilian jitsu to the theory of inevitabilities to um, quantum physics like this thing wow. jumped all over the place i mean all from from a guy who fucks on camera that's that's not what you'd expect no it's not what you expect living. at all and like, yeah that's that's the norm that's the funny thing about it is like that's the that is the norm in the world is that this you know the girl who is a mechanic and race car uh, what you said race car mechanic and driver, and, and driver also she's a, yeah and so, you know, that girl like has a story unlike anybody else's period. Right. Like, nobody that's else has that story. <laughs> like, right. I mean, the whole reason she's doing it is because racing is so expensive. She needs to 
oh, make dude. the money to compete. I don't know what hobby has a higher fucking cost of entry than racing. You kind of have to be born into it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I have, I have a friend who every summer, every weekend is taken up because he's going racing somewhere. And it's, it is that, that case. He, his family was into it. You know, his, his father before his, you know, so on and so forth. And, and same thing for actually. So what do you do? <laughs> you race. What do you do? If you're trying, if you're starting at ground, if you're starting at ground, ground zero and you want to get in there and you don't have like the family or parents that are going to pay for it or show you where to go or teach you what to do. Yeah. How do you get there? Show well, that's one skin. way. Show a little skin, man. That's a, I, I don't even say that. Every, you know, it's up. No, me neither. I, I think it's up to, you know, whatever you feel okay with. Yeah, for sure. So, man, we, we've gone all over the place already. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Sure. Let's go I ahead have. and take it. I, uh, I, I got a, I, I've got a, a, a thing at five, by the way. Okay. Okay. So. We'll get things going a little faster and uh, we'll probably have you back in a, a couple months or so just to touch right on we don't hit, but let's go ahead and talk about influences. Like, well, okay. before, before we talk about influences, I want to know how you would describe your sound because I've been trying to think of how to describe it to people and because it really is different than anything that I, I listen to. I don't listen to like the, the top 40 type stuff. So maybe it is more mm-hmm. like some of that stuff, but how would you describe it? Well, I work with different producers, so depending on who I work with, it's going to, at the end of the day, sound different. But when I write, a lot of the times I just write on an acoustic guitar in my room and then bring that song to the studio and figure it out, flesh it out. Mm-hmm. But I call it uh, the California sound. So, <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I've been calling it. I'm from Southern California where reggae is very popular, um, sublime was a huge huge band bob marley was huge no doubt was really big you know all these kinds of uh, reggae bands and so that was you know and then i listened to a lot of classic rock and hip-hop at the time too but reggae was really where it was at when i was in high school and after about high school i started realizing okay i'm gonna need to branch out a bit in my guitar playing and stuff like that uh, just to you know learn more so um it's become some sort of alternative singer-songwriter style but everything that I write, you can kind of, I could play it as a reggae song. Like I, it's, <laughs> it's like derived from. Okay. Reggae. That's, that's actually really cool. Now I'm going to have to like go back and listen to some of the songs and play. Like it. monsters on TV is reggae. I mean, a hundred percent. Like I can, I can definitely hear kind like, of, kind like of. It, it has, it has that feel of like the drums in the background and mm-hmm. I can definitely see how and, that's, that's definitely a part of it. So who would you say are like your biggest influences? Like top well, three. Yeah. Um, Sublime was the humongous one. Um, top three influences. God, that's so hard. <laughs> Bob Marley was really, really big. Um, who else was, I mean, I've been into, I, I get into people and then I just like stay into them for a period of time. Like I was really into Amy Winehouse. I'm really into Sia. Um, are you happy that you're already past 27 and you don't have to worry about, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about hitting the mu- musician's curse? Yeah, I was just doomed to be unsuccessful. Um, <laughs> living and unsuccessful. Uh, yeah, so, God, and three, you know, Steely Dan was a really, really big band for me, but I don't know if I can call them an influence. Tupac, good. I'm going to have to leave that third one as a question mark. <laughs> 
Yeah, Bob Marley and, a hodgepodge. <laughs> yeah, Bob Bob Marley and uh, Brad from Sublime can can have my first two spots. <laughs> there we go. There, yeah, man, Sublime Sublime was some of the greatest like chill party music ever, and nobody is just, nobody has really filled that void hundred percent. Maybe no, maybe next so time I do I do like a, a house party, I'll just start playing your music and see if it works. <laughs> oh yeah, try it out. Well, I just I think for for me, I he, he's so raw, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't think he's a very good singer, which I find weird because I think he's a really good singer, and I think he's just super raw and soulful, and and uh, that's why I like him. Uh, I def I definitely am on your side of that argument. I don't know how somebody could say doesn't have good vocals like i mean and my buddy like, said that the other day i almost oh, hit man. him in the mouth got need need new friends bro come might, to colorado we'll get you some new friends in colorado i might <laughs> uh, so i want to talk to you about a couple of my favorites of yours and then i have a question um related to them so the favorite songs i've been listening to by you have been future me fuego uh flower petals great new song everybody thank check you. it out thank you um if i can't help myself fucking loved that one and then my very last one was one Thanks, that was very strange for me was if the world was ending now i know that, that one is a cover and so my question derives from what do you get more enjoyment out of because creating something new is is amazing like because you're creating something there was nothing there and then there's something it's like i took a plot of land and now there's a house yeah but what you did with if the world was ending was i would compare it to you came to a house that looked okay and you made it better and i think that anytime that any artist does a cover like on any of the on or tv talent shows and whatnot like you have to bring it so fucking hard you have to make that a better song than it was before or else why the fuck are you doing it because yeah if i wanted to listen to that person do it i could like i, I can right. listen to whatever i want but i listen to your version of if the world was ending because i i'm gonna be 100 honest with you i literally threw that into repeat and i worked for eight hours straight one day oh wow <laughs> like it just i don't know what it was like i i went back and i listened to the original i was like was the original this good and it was not i don't know i, I can't put my finger on what it was damn man that's but, crazy well i mean to to answer your question and thank you very much so uh i do know a lot of cover songs and i ended up learning a, i never wanted to be a cover song guy like i always wanted to just do originals and when i was street performing I was playing 95% original music. But when I started doing gigs that are paid, you kind of have to play ball. So if somebody says, you know, half covers, half originals, you go, all right. So you got to learn the songs. But, you know, I will be put in the fucking ground before I play Hotel California verbatim. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, just not happening. I'd rather do something else for a living. So it's... I am going to take the song. First of all, it's going to be a song I like, hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. and if the world was ending when I heard it, I, I heard that song when it was at 30,000 plays yeah. on Spotify. I found that on some obscure little channel and I was like, Oh damn, that song's hot. Mm-hmm. 
And, and that was like right before the pandemic hit. So I was getting the song covered. I got the license to do it from the Harry Fox agency. I had to call Warner brothers. I had to call like, you know, get the, the rights to do this. Oh, you're doing it all yourself too, right? Well, at the time I was on a label, but, um, it was, I did it all myself though. Um, <laughs> And, you want it uh, done right, you got to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't produce it myself. It's produced by, by my buddy Tim, and he's yeah. he's he's a legend. But uh, yeah, so we just worked it out together and made it made it more my style. So, and and part of the reason that I, I have a style is because I'm limited. Like I, I can't, you know, if if I wanted to cover a Mariah Carey song, I can't sing like Mariah Carey. I'd have to take the words and the music and fit them to what I can do. So it's just a, a, adapting to yourself. It's weird that even though you you're you you're kind of downplaying it because you're saying I only have this range I can't I can't do everything that's over here but like just being able to take something like now I I kind of want to hear you do Fantasy by Mariah Carey so let's put that <laughs> on the books tell tell your producer that's your next uh, next uh, single <laughs> I actually did I actually did try to learn a Mariah Carey and Miguel song one time <laughs> I forget what it's called. Uh, good lord you're fucking beautiful i don't know something like that (laughs) (laughs) but no like yeah so and i actually do have an additional question about that song who is the girl that's singing with you because she is also very talented she's super good um her name is samantha schaffner and she goes by sam girl on the on the oh i see i thought that whoever put it into spotify Spotify got lazy it was like yeah it's sam johnson and sam's girl (laughs) oh no 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 she's just she's just a sam as well that's hilarious what was her what was her name one more time uh on spotify i think you can look her up as sam girl and on um instagram it's xo sam girl and mine's at sam johnson live by the way yeah for sure i'll I'll make sure that's in the notes so everybody can can follow you because like i said you're a hella talented guy thanks man um great songs like the future me man that one oh dude thanks it just hits you like because like i'm i'm a little bit into like the woo woo sense of like visualizing your future and whatnot Mm -hmm. you know yeah, me That's too. Something that my my boss has kind of gotten me into more of, and you know, just being conscious of of your future self, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to get somewhere if you can't visualize it ahead of time. Yeah. And so, yeah. I guess my question for you is, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, you know, this is a um tough time to be predicting things to be honest (laughs) but i would like to have uh my music career thriving again because it was i was doing just fine until the pandemic um (laughs) and then i would like to make some more headway in the broadcasting space because i enjoy doing that um i i i wouldn't mind settling down perhaps um, if you know what I'm talking about, find yourself a good, good girl and call it, call it quits. You hear that ladies? <laughs> on, the, on the rest of it. Even though I'm pretty Maybe sure I'm everybody a, that listens to me is like 45 and older and female. So if you're into <laughs> an older woman, I think my mom is looking right now. Mom, mom, dude, that'd be great. We could be related. <laughs> oh, instead of, instead of the government be my daddy, you would be my daddy. That's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Um, yeah, so something like that. And I had a question about your album that you put out last year. You okay. put out the album Classics. Mm-hmm. Why was it called Classics? Because the label wanted to call it Big Mouth. Because um, I have a tendency to pop off at the mouth sometimes when uh, need be. <laughs> so they're like, so originally the title was Big Mouth. And then I, I was like, yeah, great. Let's keep it. And I was like, you know, they're, you know, they're trying to insult you, right? And I was like, they are? So I thought that was kind of funny. And she's like, no, it's meant to be like insulting, I think. And, uh, so we decided to change it and my email address is sam johnson classics at yahoo.com so i always wanted one called sam johnson classics i didn't have any other thing else oh and we had some remake songs on there like some of my old like 10 years old songs that we just redid okay um so yeah that's where it came from i know not super creative but the, the record itself came out really good like there's a lot of i mean the production quality on there is really good uh, the label I was at has a, has a great team and um, of producers. And so I think you messed up by getting rid of big mouth though. You could have done a co-promotion with Netflix. Right. There's <laughs> big mouth, right. Or whatever, or get sued. Something like that. Well, as long as you're not an animated child who always talks about masturbation, I think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's actually a lot closer to that than you'd think. <laughs> Ah, oh, you hear that, everybody? All of his songs are about masturbation. No, I'm just kidding. Little known fact that that you really do make really good music, and I am like I'm legit a fan. I don't talk to people that I don't want to fucking talk to. So I'm I'm appreciate really it, dude. You took the time to to talk. Uh, I got another like yeah. random question for you. Do you know who Colby Covington is? Uh, the fighter. Yeah, the UFC fighter. So uh-huh. your, your uh, I'll go ahead and share my my screen real fast because I want you to look at your picture that they have on Spotify and it is uncanny. Can you see that? Can you see that? I mean, you're, you're yeah. kind of covering up your face, but if we go over here, I need to change that. <laughs> Colby Covington spit an image. If that guy was winking right there, <laughs> which let me see. Can you enlarge him? Oh yeah, let's go ahead. Let's have a let's have a look. Yeah, you know, uh, he looks like he'd tear my face off. <laughs> well, he, he would tear yeah, anybody's he looks like, face off. He looks like the version. Yeah, he looks like the version of me that would eat you. <laughs> eat anybody that he wants. That, that's that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> right. But that's one thing I just noticed. I was like, ah, that that photo. He looks like a young Colby Covington. Colby, I'm honored. <laughs> I'm honored. Let that get back to him. <laughs> uh, that'll probably keep you off Spotify even more, if you know what I mean. Now, <laughs> the subject. Uh, before I let you go, I, I kind of want to get your thought. I, I touched on it a, a very briefly when we were talking about covers. What are your thoughts on like the TV talent shows, the America's Got Talent, The Voice, American Idol? How do you feel about those? The Voice, et cetera. I feel like I would do it if they gave me the opportunity, not because I would want to do it, not because I think it'd be fun. It might be fun, but I think that the exposure is, is really could can be beneficial for a lot of these people. Like, like that guy, scary pool party. I don't know if you're aware of him. 
um, he was he was on the voice but i mean he's just an amazing artist and it really helped to put him into the public eye and reach more people and i think that without that he wouldn't have the same career he has now now he's probably paying nbc some royalties <laughs> on for forever and ever yeah. but that's better than what he had before which was a lot less so i think that they're cheesy i think that uh, music isn't a competition I think that it's weird to make it a competition, but at the same time, people are enjoying it. So uh, more power to them. And for the people that benefit from being on the show, more power to you too. Very political answer. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you, I'll give you some advice for it. Um, I had a friend, amazing artist, just the, the voice he did matchbox twenties, 3am. Unlike anybody you ever heard in your life. He even did his own stuff. Like he was fantastic artist. He was on the very last uh, round of callbacks for, I think it was the voice or America's got talent. I don't remember off the top of my head, which one, but uh, he got sent home because he didn't have enough of a story. Oh, wow. He didn't have, he didn't have like a a sob story in the background. And uh, so if you do do any tryouts for that, I would sap that shit up. You're correct. It, this is it true. Is what it is. And then lastly, when you do get on the show and you do become wildly famous, don't be <laughs> Morgan Wallen and dropping end bombs and getting canceled. D- did you know what though? His, uh, his streams went up by like 300%. Yeah. Yeah. His streams and his album sales, his actual album sales went up as well, which I don't even know how to make sense of any, any of that. That's crazy. Uh... Let's not even try. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, gets try. Into, it gets you into Let's dicey, just, into dicey territories. Let's just say, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting, America. <laughs> very weird. Yeah. Oh, all right. Now the very no, yeah. Thing we, that I, do, I don't rec- I don't recommend it as a uh, song release strategy. <laughs> yeah, I got this hot new song com- called "Get yeah. Off My Porch." Oh, what? <laughs> so boy, he said <laughs> so, it, not me. This show will get you canceled. I'll, I'll get you canceled faster than Legion of Skanks. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 but no. Uh, just to finish up, I got a couple of rapid fire questions. Um, okay. so I'm going to go through them. You got a few seconds to think about each one and just let it fly. So we'll go ahead and get started with describe yourself in three words. Super fucking awesome. People usually use different adjectives for each word, but well, people aren't super fucking awesome like me. So there you go, brother. There you go. Are you a morning or night person? Night person. What's the first thing that you do in the morning? Um, take a leak, make coffee, meditate, journal, pray. That's how I do it. There you go, man. That's a good, that's a good routine. Thank you. What's your favorite movie? Wayne's World was the first thing to come to my head. <laughs> it's not a bad choice. They got back together for the Super Bowl. Maybe they'll come back for movie three. I've, I've heard. I've heard some things. <laughs> uh, who was your first concert? Steely Dan was my first uh, concert, but that was with parents. My first concert without parents was the K-Rock Weenie Roast in Anaheim. There you go. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, I believe in life outside of our planet. And then Do I believe in intelligent beings? <laughs> this one I stole from uh, 
the producer of SDR show or somebody over at Legion Skanks or something, do you believe in ghosts? Oh, um, I believe in something different than ghosts, like in the traditional form. But I, I, I believe that like your spirit goes on to other things after and that it's possible that you could receive some sort of like message or energy or something unexplained, but like traditional ghost. Fine. I'll say maybe. <laughs> I, I feel it. All right. Well, that's it for the rapid fire questions. Um, everybody make sure to go check out his latest song. Is it flower petals? I want to make sure flower petals. Know. Okay. Flower petals. It's on Spotify. Yep. It's on YouTube music. It's on any place that you listen to music. Check them out. I'm going to yep. give you a warning though. If you're on YouTube music, like the idiot that I am, they have, you gotta, you gotta talk to somebody over there because they have some Indian dudes music mixed in with yours. <laughs> yeah. That, that happens to me with all, there's a, there's a bunch of other Sam Johnson's. So this, this is constant been happening to me as long as I've been doing music. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a pain. But Sorry about got, that guys. <laughs> he's got great music. Uh, like I, I listed my personal favorites, check them out great stuff um you gave gave the instagram handle go ahead and drop it one more time it's sam johnson live is my personal one and then for the podcast it's that's fresh show on instagram and everywhere right. facebook as well everywhere else perfect All right. right on man appreciate you having me on hey i appreciate you taking the time to talk with me we'll have to do it again in a couple months now we got no like doubt, the, the first time like meeting each other digitally jitters out and then we can just have like a good old-fashioned rogan hang let me know dude <laughs> all right all man right, well it was a all pleasure right, take it easy and good luck all right you too brother nice to meet you deuces peace i've never said deuces in my life why did i do deuce that?